0: Okay, uh, we're live. <laughs> so, you might hear something in the background is the fan and air conditioning, because we're in a heat wave, <laughs> which is, we're having, like, a heat advisory, more like it's best way to put it. <sighs> I tell you, it is, like, the worst thing about air conditioning is, like, I got a headache <laughs> from... Yeah, the weather change. You know, you go outside, you feel the humidity. You walk inside, you feel the air conditioning. It's like one of those annoying things. So, anyway, hmm. Do do do. So anyway, I'm gonna play the intro while I. Get everything ready. BTQ is upset over the IT movie IT Chapter 2 which kind of made me laugh and they're upset over Pennywise killing a gay boy in the film IT Chapter 2 and for me it it made me laugh because it's like clearly these people never read the book which involves it it made me laugh because in the book it happened in the book right at the beginning of the year 1984 to 85 which The Losers Club returns... As adults to... Take on Pennywise again... So... They're mad over... The beginning scene of... The return of the Losers to Derry... So... I I don't get it like... Why get upset over the way... The adaptation from the novel to movie... I mean I haven't seen I seen it chapter one. I I've never seen chapter two yet, so I'm just gonna wait till it comes out. So the movie in chapter two takes place in two thousand sixteen where the you know, the gay characters get attacked by a group of homophobic youths. So in a novel Three youths brutally attack the same character from the book into the movie. And they throw him off a bridge. And here's the thing about it, that a lot of people who... I haven't either. I haven't seen It Chapter 2 yet, so so in the movie in the in the movie they get attacked, but a lot of them don't realize that when in the movie it's caused by Pennywise the dancing clown who is kill who kills the guy so. <clears throat> so they're upset over that part. Here's the thing. like I understand you get upset over something. Horrific happens in a movie. But you have to read the book. If you're going to see the movie, thinking, "I'm going to change this and this and this, and it's going to be a lot better. But here's the thing: like, once you change something out of the book into into a film adaptation or a TV adaptation, it's gonna kind of suck. <laughs> I'm not condoning or praising that they ad- they kept the, that part in there. I'm just saying that you shouldn't be you shouldn't have someone change something because of your agenda. It always bugs me when people always have to be like, you have to change this because it's gonna trigger. You're gonna trigger. You know, you're gonna have me triggered over that. <laughs> I love when people use that term. They're gonna, you know, that caused that triggered me. It's like, <laughs> it's like whatever. So anyway, the director of it, chapter one and chapter two. The next film he'll be doing is... The Flash. I'm excited for this one. I'm excited that they're... That they're gonna... He's gonna be directing the Flash film. With pre-production beginning in... January 2020. With the release time of 2021. I'm, I'm happy for it. So... I'm, I'm excited for the Flash film. For those who don't know, I, I love the Flash. TV show, film, com, comic book. I'm excited for the film. So I know I already said that I love the film, but I haven't even seen it. I, just knowing who's involved in it and knowing that the people who did it is going to be making the Flash film, I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of people are still kind of, like, upset that Ezra Miller's starring in it. Yeah, I'm happy he's in the film. I'm happy that they haven't, they haven't changed the director. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm thrilled about it that they haven't, you know, changed the actor or anything. Because Ezra Miller is... I mean, he's a weird dude. I mean, he doesn't go by, you know, gender pronouns. So, they is weird. (laughs) So. (laughs) Which, you know, it... I I know that a lot of people are going to find this triggering and offensive, But, why, like, he once said in an interview, when someone asked about his gender identity, Miller does not identify as a man or a woman, it's like, then what the hell are you then? (laughs) It's, I, I don't know what you are, dude. And he you said, you said that I barely identify as a human. Now, I, I know some actors smoke pot. Is that a big secret? Sorry. <laughs> I've been... I am not making this up. I've been doing a challenge to myself, which is drinking a gallon of water. So far so good you know so (laughs) anyway have you seen the fantastic beasts and the crimes of Grindelwald no I haven't I haven't seen it I heard it wasn't that great like it just didn't do great Yeah, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I've I I haven't seen the the Fantastic Beast two film. I I kind of find it boring. I know it sounds you know offensive, but it's just I you know. I don't know what to think of it. It's just. It's just for me, it's just like. Once Harry Potter ended. When the Harry Potter films ended, I just felt like. You know, it's time to move on from the wizarding world. And I know now that Harry Potter has been sort of revived again. And. You know, people are wanting more Harry Potter stuff. And, which is great, but. I you know, I just don't find it interesting, like, I don't find a, you know, the whole Fantastic Beasts films really interesting, I don't, I don't find it interesting at all, like, I'd rather see, I'd rather see, you know, a prequel Harry Potter films, like, involving James and Lily, and Severus, and, you know, the, the, when they were in, you know, Hogwarts at the time, like, I, I'd rather see that, and I, you know, I just don't, I don't understand the whole Fantastic Beasts films at all, and I really don't, like, I unfortunately, I unfortunately don't find them that interesting, You know, and I mean, it's bad enough. Like I played the uh, the Harry Potter. I think it was the Mysteries of Hogwarts, where you create yourself and you go through Hogwarts and you try to, you know, your character tries to find the main character, you know, the family member. I found it interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I did read. A, I did read the last book. I. I actually admit, I have to admit, like I cried when, when uh, Professor Snape died. I actually was kind of, I was heartbroken, because it's like, that's going to happen in a film. <laughs> and I I love the whole part where it's revealed that you know, Snape was keeping an eye on Harry, and protecting Harry for Lily. And Always, <laughs> like that. That moment, I was just like, D- "Fuck!" <laughs> it was just, it was really moving, and I just was like, "How? How did they not give Alan Rickman an Oscar?" Like, I always thought, I always thought Alan Rickman should pl- should have played uh, Magneto. And the X Men films, and mind you, I you know Ian McKellen did a fantastic job, but Alan Rickman has that voice, like when you hear him talk, you're like, "That's that should have been Magneto right there, that guy." And I always thought that I always thought Alan Rickman should have been Magneto, because if you ever like hear him. I remember he did a scene. It was in Dogma. And He has that, you know, I don't know, I don't know how to describe the voice. He has that voice where it gets people's attention. Like you go like this dude this dude's awesome. I just always thought that. And it's kind of a crime that they never cast Rickman in a comic book film. But, you know, he he sold the show in Harry Potter in my opinion. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts of it. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm reading this comment by a person on my phone. Love yesterday's episode, especially the parts about the video games. (laughs) Have you ever played The Wish? (laughs) Oh, great! Now we got people popping up out of the woodwork about those type of games. Speaking of Harry Potter, Harry Potter actor. Eddie Redman reveals DC Comics character he wants to play and the Batman Rihanna rumors Rihanna could be playing Poison Ivy and the Batman Ryan Johnson, or Rain Johnson, is in the news over the Rotten Tomatoes and score on his film. Why do people even care about for the film Knives Out? I've seen the trailer of it, and it just looks so shitty. No, she's playing Poison Ivy. That's who Rihanna is. And talks about. Is rumored to be playing Poison Ivy. I guess for like the. Bir- the Gotham City Sirens. They haven't picked a. Uh, actress. Yet. But there's like high talks about. Isa Gonzalez. Playing Catwoman. I don't know why they would want to cast Rihanna. She was in a Oceans movie. Oceans 8. That movie sucked. It's like, why would you... Redo... Why would you have, like, a... Another Oceans movie? It's like... I mean, I know Sandra Bullock played... Like... The ending of Oceans film. The Oceans 8. Where it shows that Danny Ocean is dead. That pissed me off. That just pissed me off to... 2 to 10th degree. I was just like, how the fuck would you care? How would you kill the the guy who is like the main focus of the Ocean films? Like, I mean, yeah, Ocean's 12 wasn't the best. But, you know, Ocean's 13 made up for it. And I, I wish they did Ocean's 14 because they like left it off where they were going to do like an Ocean's 14 I was just like shit. I cannot wait. You know they're gonna. They have Al Pacino. Hopefully they get De Niro or Jack Nicholson. Fingers crossed. But they didn't do it, you know, because Bernie Mac died and they really didn't want to do another one because Bernie Mac wasn't around. I, I, you know, for me, I, <clears throat> I find it kind of disappointing that they didn't even like, you know. Say like you know, this is separate from what we're doing, and but it's like you get to the point where they include, um, I think Carl Reiner and Matt Damon, and it's just like, well, what's the what's the fucking point of doing it? But anyway, Ryan Johnson also talked about his Star Wars films. for For those who don't remember, he directed the most epic. Great Star Wars film of all time. The Force Awakens. No, Last Jedi. Sorry, not Force Awakens. That was Abrams. The Last Jedi. And for those who have never seen Last Jedi, how dare you? How dare you not woke? <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I don't really care about it, but, you know. Anyway. Ryan Johnson talked about his Star Wars films. He said, quote, Johnson stated, I'm where I'm where I can't say anything about it. Still, complete, still completely in process with it. He would add, it's just I don't know. It's a process. It means a process. So it means it could change. It could shift. There's a bunch of moving parts with it. He also, he also gave us an update. However, he did reveal when the first time he saw Empire Strike Back in theaters, he was disappointed. Fuck that guy. Just to hell with him. How, how would you say Empire Strikes Back was a disappointment? I love that film. That was a good film. Yeah, you know, I mean, was it the best film? Absolutely. But seriously, why would you? Why would anyone hire this cuck to be directing a Star Wars film? Empires was the best film, in my opinion. The best. It was a good film. It was a great film. I mean... I mean, is it kind of (laughs) disappointing? No, but... Hey, you know, it's... It's a good film. But I don't know how. I mean. I mean Luke loses his hand. He finds out right afterwards. After losing his hand that Vader. Is his father. Han. You know. Is alright. But you know. Luke loses his hand, which is, like, brilliant. I love the part where, you know, Luke gets his hand cut off and Vader goes, I am your father. And it's like, I love that moment, because at that point, Luke would be like, the fuck, you you cut my hand off and you're telling me this? Yeah, I thought you'd forgive me. (laughs) It's like... It's... It's a brilliant scene. It's a brilliant, brilliant scene. And, you know, I don't know how you'd be disappointed with Empire. I don't know how you'd you be disappointed with it. it. It's one of those great, you know, films that I mean, he gets frozen in carbonite. Han does. Fett, you know, leaves to Tatooine and with the frozen body of Han to collect the bounty from Jabba, the Hut. And Han is frozen, and he gets revived in Return of the Jedi. He gets saved by Princess Leia. But it's a brilliant scene. You know, you know, Leia says to him at the end of, you know, Empire, I love you. And Han goes, I know. And it's brilliant. That is like epic cinema. So fuck Rain Johnson. Brian Johnson. Whatever his name is. Stupid fucking cuck. How do you hate that film? No wonder everyone hates your guts. Because you're the worst fucking director on the face of the earth. Johnson revealed, but as a kid, I was... I remember distantly being disappointed with Empire Strikes Back. Johnson would go on to admit Empire was the first Star Wars film he he saw. But it would eventually become his favorite. Oh, shut up, you fucking bitch. You're just... You're trying to get brownie points. You're trying to get brownie points where you're like, I was disappointed with it, but it's my favorite film. It's like... You know, stop, you know trying to step back on what you're saying. You said you were disappointed with it. You can't just turn around and be like, It's my favorite film. It'd be like me saying, Yep. You know, when it comes to the film The Yaya yeah, ya yeah Sisterhood, I fucking hate that film. But you know what, I really like that film. It's very meaningful. But I really hate it. It's really boring. You can just like turn around and say like, you know, it'd be like me also saying, you know, I hate Pepsi, but it's really delicious. I really don't like Pepsi. I really don't, you know, like I'm more of a Coca-Cola guy. Yeah. But since then, I've been kind of cutting down. I've been drinking a lot of water, tea, chocolate milk, you know, so I've been doing pretty good. I mean I need the caffeine but you know So it would also be me saying, you know, Jimmy John's is shit But it they have good fucking sandwiches <laughs> So Whatever this dude says, he's just an idiot. And this film sucks. I mean, seriously, Knives Out looks awful. It looks like one of those rip-offs of an Agatha Christie film. It just shows (laughs) he can't be original. But anyway. Rumor is massive scrambling inside Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. Rise of Skywalker, but seriously, they should get like t- they should get someone who like make the title really cool, like Star Wars: Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> like they should just get like someone to really change that title because that title is stupid. Marvel has confirmed they are in development with Nova film with Spider-Man director John Watts. You kind of knew that was going to be happening. I don't know what to think of uh, a Nova film. I guess they're trying to find something to salvage what they could get off of Spider-Man cuz you know Sony's like the door is closed to Marvel MCU but you know what we're still doing films yeah i tell you one thing yeah you know, i know a lot of people are still upset They're having post traumatic spidey syndrome but it's okay you know just, just hang in there everything's going to be all right you know, you're gonna get a new Spider-Man film. You're probably gonna be like, "That is the best Spider-Man film I have ever seen." I mean, shit. You know, the next MCU film's gonna be the best MCU film ever. Even though a lot of people are be like, "What about uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming?" Uh, no. What about uh, Endgame? <laughs> no. Black Widow is the best MCU film ever. I love those MCU idiots. Every MCU film they made is the best ever. Ever. The best ever. You yeah. <laughs> know. The best. It'd be like, you know, DC fans would be like, Batman begins as the best Batman film ever. Dark Knight, the best film ever. <laughs> Dark Knight rises, the best ever. Yeah, it's just it always annoy it always annoys me when people are like this film is the best. Ever. And you're just sitting there going like. Didn't you just say that about the last film? And the last film before that one? And the one way before that one? Like. A lot of people always ask me. It's like. What is the best. MCU film you've seen? I always say like. Guardians 1. I mean I enjoyed Ant-Man. I mean I love the whole. Ocean's Eleven vibe, The Mission Impossible type vibe. Like, I love that shit. That was really good. I mean, it's always fun to watch that and be like, that was was really good. I mean, I really like that. You know, the reason of it is that I really like, you know, films that have, you know, really cool action scenes and Really cool stuff to watch, and I don't know what to think of it. (laughs) Oh boy, another one. Another person asked me about another video game. Have you played Milfy City? (laughs) The fuck? Who comes up? No, I haven't. And no, I haven't played My Cute Roommate. (laughs) The shit. Uh, I. I haven't played any of those games. I have no <laughs> interest. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have no no interest in those. So, I love you too. I I haven't played those, so I am not playing them. I'm sorry to say that. I know that a lot of people want my opinion and review, but I playing that I I tell you one thing Yeah you know, I, I I tell you one thing. I don't understand why people want my opinion and reviews of video games I like got. I ain't doing it. I'm sorry. I just I look at those those games and they just kinda creep me out. I guess because mainly, you know, the whoever designed them and made them are very artistically good. They can't write a <laughs> story. But, unfortunately, you know, I can, but I ain't, I ain't writing your stories for those games, so I ain't doing it. It, it just, it it fascinates me how people can make video games like that and really have no shame I I I have to read the synopsis of the story the plot of the story the story is about a university student who moves to a new city to study. He rents a house with a couple of other students and a local business owners. Following on from this, he asks the university professor out on a date, but is rejected. The game begins here. A dating simulator... Simulator, sorry with the options to pursue romantic relationships with other students, a couple of business local business owners, and a couple of university staff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I... Oh, shit. See, I like this one. This guy's smart, whoever made this. The only way to play this game is you have to pay $10 per month to download it. And I'm watching a video of it, and it's not even complete. It's like, there's no characters in the hallway. There's like, black silhouette shadow figures. So... Video games look like shit. (laughs) Yeah, looking at some of the screen... You know, screen cap covers for videos of these games. After looking at them, I just need to take a shower. Because I feel dirty. It's just... You kind of sit there and you're like... Did someone really put the time and effort in that? (laughs) Oh my god. I'm on YouTube. You ready for the next title of this game? Big City's Pleasure. Oh my god! <laughs> Big city's pleasure. Here's one title of the game. This title of this game is called. I'm looking at the videos. All right, you know, you're on YouTube. And you like watch one video, and you scroll down. And you see like other videos on the side. All right, here's a uh, freeloading family. Best of Anthony Anthony Cumia of Opie and Anthony. The next game, being a dick. Oh, being a D I K. What the. What the... Um, <laughs> uh, the visit. What's that one? I wonder what this one's about. The visit. Yeah, I wonder if the listen. I wonder if anyone who's like listening is like one of the developers of these games. It just makes me wonder. The visit. A story about a young man. He returns to the home he grew up in after being away at college. Only thing to find, only to find things are now very different. Follow the main character as he gets himself into many different sexual situations. Developer, I plan, I plan to have other characters make choices along the way that will affect affect the final outcome. Themes of this game. MILF. Big breasts. Big ass. Feet. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) And they show, like, the main characters. Okay. developer hey guys i'm away for two weeks i've paused the billing cycle of patreon and will not charge you guys on the, se- the first of september pay up front is still at work however patreon will still charge new pledges or increased pledges please be aware thank you you see at least he's you know being honest like he's going away for a while he's going to come back So See that's that's the thing I mean like yo know, I like people who are honest I like this is what's up what's happening Yeah, some of these games are like creepy as shit. I'm just saying, just saying. I'm just looking at stuff real quick. Hmm. That's creepy. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> DC animated of course announced their next film, which is Uh Superman Red Sun. Yeah. I've I've heard about that. I I'm kind of, you know, excited for it. I wonder who's gonna do the voice of Batman is like the one question. One thing I hope they don't do with Red Sun is make it into another DC animated universe film. Otherwise, I'd be pissed about that one. Like, I... I, you know, I... I know on the past episodes, I've been kind of critical of the DC animated films, and how I felt about the way they've been doing things, and I... I've always talked about it. Like, they... Oh, they did announce who's doing the voice talents. Which I have to get to the internet movie database to read the voice talent who's going to be doing the Red Sun film. Mm-hmm. hmm do, 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 do. Made a TV series out of it? Oh, the. Sorry. They did do a, a uh, motion comic of Red Sun. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize that. I got a text from uh, my sister. Did you know a small earthquake hit Hit Missouri? (laughs) Shit, I didn't even (laughs) know. I'm sorry, I didn't even know that. Apparently a small earthquake hit us, so... (laughs) <laughs> so didn't know we had an earthquake, so don't worry, I'm alive uh boy uh, I'm trying to find out who's in the who's doing the voicing of uh red sun, so. See. Uh, do, 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 do. So far, it's been revealed that in the animated film, we'll have talents such as Tara Strong, Jason Folly, and many more. It's cool. Tara Strong's gonna be in it, so. She did a voice of uh, Harley, for those who don't know. Uh, Let's see. It's going to be a standalone film separate from the DC animated movie universe, which they should have done with Batman Hush, in my opinion. Uh, Voice talents include Amy Amy Ecker, uh, Jim Ward, Jason Isaac. Jason Isaac's is going to be in it. Alright. Jason's. Don't even know your name, dude. Uh, Paul Williams really Paul Williams Phil Lamar who did uh, who's in the Justice League Justice League Unlimited Phil Morris who's in it who's John Jones in Smallville Roger Craig Smith better known as Batman in the Arkham Universe, uh, the Arkham games, Batman: Arkham Origins, and he was in Lego DC Super Villains, Kingdom Hearts three, Star Wars Battlefront two, Lego Dimensions as Lego Batman movie, and he was Batmite, Riddler, and Skeets in Lego Batman three. Uh, yeah, Batman, Lego Batman three. So wonder who he's going to be voicing. And he was also Batman and Batman Ninja, my personal favorite Batman film. So, I can't wait for that one. Sha- uh, Sasha Reutz, Tara Strong, Travis William, Vanessa Marshall, So that's who's going to be in the part of the leg. Uh, the I was going to say Lego, <laughs> Lego. I mean, I don't know why I'm on a Lego fix, but DC, you know, film Superman Red Sun. So it's cool that Jason Isaacs is going to be in it. So. I would love to see uh, a Superman Red Sun film. You know, a Red Sun, you know, live action film. I mean, it'd be cool to see them do it in a live action film because, I mean, you have the Joker movie. I mean, with the Joker movie, the way it's going, that could give you like opportunities and chances to do films that's outside the DC bubble. You know, the DC universe bubble. And for me, I think it would be cool to see a Red Sun Superman. I mean if they're really gonna do what they're saying, like JJ Abrams taking over and casting a younger Superman, why not give Henry Calville the Red Sun film adaptation to be like, you know we're fortunately, you know, redoing everything, but you know what? You could do this. And you know, he even said in an interview that Red Sun was one of his favorite one of the four favorite Superman comics he enjoys. So I was like, why not? I would I would love to see a Red Sun live action film. I mean it'd be different. And you really couldn't do anything wrong. I mean, all you have to do is get the right director and writer and bam, you got a film right there. I mean, I would love to see like Gotham by Gaslight done in live action adaptation. I I think it would be so awesome to see like that film happen and see. Um, there's like other else elseworld films I really like. I remember there's like one I really enjoyed that I read called uh, Batman Hollywood Night. I thought that was such a <laughs> it was such a corny comic, but I really enjoyed it. <coughs> and I really enjoyed the um one that was so weird and like fascinating was written by Alan Burnett, which is called Batman Holy Terror which follows Batman which is Reverend Bruce Wayne of Gotham who becomes Batman to take down government responses to murdering his parents which I just thought that was such a that was such a good comic and so fascinating but I love the uh Batman Gotham Noir, which is like a noir-driven Batman story. Which the plot is, Gotham Noir takes place in 1949. Jim Gordon is the main character with Batman making infrequent appearances. Bruce Wayne and Gordon served together during World War II. Gordon is an alcoholic private detective who used who used to be a police officer. He's estranged from his daughter, Sarah, and their daughter, Barbara. Which, one part I really hate right here is, like, Gordon is revealed to be in a relationship with Selena Kyle, but left him due to his alcoholic dependency. She runs a nightclub, one day offers him a side job to accompany her friend Rachel to a party, who Rachel is murdered. Gordon is the prime suspect and is framed for Rachel's murder by a corrupt mayor who who has ties to organized crime. Other characters of Batman lore is Joker, Harvey Dent, who make an appearance in Gotham Noir. They end up doing, like, a Batman and Noir alley, which is, like, tied to Turner Classic movies, and I could not find that comic. (laughs) But, I mean, the one part I hate is, like, Gordon in a relationship with Selena Kyle, which kind of fucking bugged me. Here's one that I love that also brilliant, which is Batman Nine Lives. And I love the poster cover, the cover which has a poster of a movie called The Batman and Nine Lives. <laughs> Nine Lives differs from the original Batman canon because it's set in the 1940s, which I love. I love anytime they do a film that a film in the 40s or a story in the you know comic book set in the 40s because it's like different time period you know it's different from this time so set in the 1940s at a time when Gotham was in a rifle with you know in a rift with organized crime sorry in a rift with organized crime rather than being a super being a superhero story most closely resembles to detective comics from the same era. Before the idea of superheroes being introduced, Batman still exists. He's a member of a rogues... Still exists. Members of his rogues gallery appears in normal criminals rather than mutated. Disfigured or technology-enhanced characters. Similar approach to Christopher Nolan's Batman films, which has... Part of the story appears that it's been created for human identities for supervillains such as Joker, Penguin, and Two-Face. The story is very new Irish, following Batman down a sewer in search of a crocodile. Upon finding and wrestling the animal, he is hit in the head by a mysterious assailant. He is awakened lying next to the body of Selena Kyle, Catwoman in normal cannon. Once the body is discovered, private detective Dick Grayson is accused by Commissioner James Gordon of having something to do with the murder. As the story progresses, we find out that Selena Kyle has earned the nickname Catwoman because she owns the Kit Kat Club. <laughs> she used to use her sexual allure to keep the club from going under financially. She later restored to blackmailing. She has many secrets of many Gotham's criminals. Which I really, I really like this story. And I just thought, like, shit, this would be a great film. (laughs) I always always thought that. I thought, like, this would be so awesome. I mean, imagine that. That'd be such a great story. And I would love to see, like, a Gotham TV show set in the 40s. Like, would you imagine, like, a Gotham show set in the 40s? And it's, like, noir, crime-driven stories, like... I'd be like, shit, just take my money. I want that. It makes me want to write a story. (laughs) I like this one this story, which is so great, yeah, I know, right, like, when you imagine, like, a Batman noir story, like, like, I would love to see that, like, I would love to see them do, like, a, um, a Batman story, where it's, like, you think you know what's gonna happen, but it's, you're getting this story, like, Uh, sorry, like I would love to see like you know Batman set new art like he doesn't have the bat gadgets he has like his bat rope, he has like the Batmobile, but it's like a souped up car, you know, still it's like like because you know back in the day they had uh it's around the forties. So, alcohol was, like, illegal. And they had, like, moonshiners, like, running, you know, souped-up cars driving through there. And it's like, wouldn't you imagine, like, Bruce Wayne, all of a sudden paying one of those guys. Like, I want this car, this black 1940s car, souped up, that can be faster than anything. Like, would you imagine that? Like, that'd be so awesome. So... Here's what this one story I absolutely love, which is called Batman Dark Knight, Dark Knight's Dynasty. It has like three different stories: Dark Past, Dark Present, and Dark Future. Dark Past follows Sir Joshua Wainwright, a crusader of the Knights Templar, in the year night in the year twenty twelve twenty two. Sorry, twelve twenty two where he's battled the evil Vandal Savage, who steals a shipment of gold and tries to, br- tries to bring a mysterious meteor crashing to Earth. Savage and immortal has gained his immor- immorality from the meteor, trying to bring it back so he could gain even more power after stopping Savage in this period. Hurling him into the spear he was using to draw the meteor to earth. Batman, known as Joshua, swore, swears to an oath that he and his family will now and forevermore be sworn enemies of Savage and prevent him from his mad schemes to protect the future. Joshua himself is tried, is tried for heresy and burnt at the stake due to his impossible nature of the story, causing the Templar leaders to assume that he stole the gold for himself. Savage is disguised as the Templar leader and personally condemns Joshua to oversee his burning. Which is like crazy, like I thought it was like so cool. There's a Batman named Joshua. <laughs> And it sort of tells, like, you know, the dark present, which Bruce Wayne. And we all kind of know who that Batman is. And Dark Future 2022, a man now living side-by-side with intelligent apes. It sort of tells like his fu- like the past, present, and future of Batman. But I really like the uh, twelve uh, twenty-two Batman. I just always thought that was cool. Have you read the dark and darkest night? Yeah, I read that one. That was like really weird. A Green Lantern Batman. Never imagined that one. The Berlin Batman. This one's set in Berlin, Germany. This one's like the weirdest story. Just in my opinion. In Berlin, Germany, the year 1938, wealthy socialite Bruce Wan Wan, 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 (laughs) learns from his friend Commissioner Garland. I guess it's Gordon. (laughs) I I think I have this issue. The Batman Chronicles number 11. Yeah, I do have that issue. Wow. I think I read it once. I just sort of thought, like, what? That the police have confiscated the library and works of notes of Austrian economic, economics sorry economics Ludwig von von Meis due to his stance against Nazi party policy Adolf Hitler and the Third Reich unbeknownst to Garland oh it's Brach Wayne Why Wayne <laughs> what can they just name the <laughs> just like yeah Sorry, Bruce Wayne is now known as broch Wayne. That broch is actually the mysterious Batman who's been terrorizing the wealthiest members of the Nazi party. Nazi party, yeah. Years ago, broch was still a child when he watched his Jewish parents beaten by anti-Semitic mob. From that point, broch swore that he would avenge their death and spend the rest of his life against against criminal criminals of injustice. As he grew up he devoted his mind and body upon his inheritance from his parents parents wealth and estate to be become to become a bat and fight the Nazi criminals. It was actually a really good book, by the way. I read it and I thought yeah, it's pretty good. The artwork is like the artwork is done by Paul Pope. He was a great artist, by the way. He hasn't really done much, which kind of makes me sad. I forget what he's doing. I think he's, you know, with other U.S. publishers. He did, like, DC and Vertigo. Then he went on to do Dark Horse and Spider-Man and other stuff. Oh, and he did, before before Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan so so it's time to talk about Gotham (laughs) I kind of am talking about Gotham like other stories and stuff but yeah I mean if they're ever going to do like a live action you know Batman film separate from the Reeves the DCEU Gotham by Gaslights, like one film that they should do as a live-action adaptation, <clears throat> in my opinion. Like I would love to see that. I know that um they were going day one. You know the people who did Fear, Day One Studios, who did the the video game Fear. Was going to do a Gotham by Gaslight video game. And if you ever go on YouTube, they released, you know, concept art, they released um, gameplay that they were doing testing of, like the movement of the characters and all that. It was really cool. Like, it shows Batman and, like, the Victorian times. Like, it was amazing. Gameplay and all that. And they even released, like, the uh, menu screen and the logo, which is, sort of has a steampunk effect. Like, it was a. Like, they really went all out on this video game. And it's disappointing that DC has. You know, DC and. Warner Brothers haven't, like, tried to, like, revive that project. Yeah, and I know a lot of people want, like, Batman Beyond, they want. Arkham, they want. Whatever video games they want to do. Like, for me, like, there's, like, two video games I want to see. It's, like, one is the Flash video game. I don't know why, but I kind of want to see that one. And the second is the Gotham by Gaslight. I always want to see that. Like, I always thought that'd be cool, but you know, I, I I hope they do a video game. In my opinion, like, but still, I would love to see the multiplayer Batman video game, like where you could play. I even said like a thousand times, like you could play as Batman. Your friends can play as either the in the Bat family they could play as you know Nightwing Batgirl Red Hood Red Robin they really need to change that name Um, (laughs) and of course Catwoman like yeah I would love to see that I would love to see a multiplayer Batman video game but we all have to wait (laughs) It's the wait and see. But, I, I, for me, I still to this day love to see, you know, you know, one of those games, you know. It's, it'd be really cool, but, hmm. Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm 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 mm-hmm. CBR, known as Comic Book Resources, have released 10 superheroes deserving of their own major video game. I can't wait to see this listing. Number 10. Captain America. Yeah, I'd be all for it. It's like, if they evolved like the mission where Captain America has to fly a plane, we're all screwed. (laughs) Number nine, Wonder Woman. Pass. Number eight, Green Lantern. They already did a Green Lantern video game. It just wasn't that great. Number seven, the Hulk. They tried it and it didn't work. Even though I'd love to see it, but I would love to see that one, but Number six. Number six is the Fantastic Four. Take my money. Take my money. I, I want to see that. I, I want to play that one. That would be a great multiplayer video game. You get your four friends and you play as the Fantastic Four. Number five, Superman. Eh, I don't know. Number four, The Defenders. Yeah, I would, you know, I've played The Defenders video game. Number three, Black Panther. That one surprised me. They never... Marvel never pulled the trigger on it. Number two, The Flash. Hell yeah. (laughs) Number one, Justice League. Uh, No. No. I say Catwoman. There should be a Catwoman video game. I think the people from Rocksteady should make... Especially the person who designed the Catwoman character. That should be a Catwoman video game. I'd play that game all day. You know, I'd just be like, this is the best video game I've ever played. I would just play it non-stop. Like a Catwoman video game, I'd just be like, yes. Oh yeah. Just let's play it. I I would enjoy it. I I, for me I would enjoy the Catwoman video game. I think it'd be, you know, absolutely the best. Uh, here's a question. Did you play Red Dead 2? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I still would love to see a Catwoman video game. I think, you know, if they say, like, we're making this video game, I'd be like, take my money. It'd be great. I know a Catwoman video game... With all the graphics. I mean, you could do a great story with Selena Kyle Catwoman. You could have her, like, steal from, you know, criminals in Gotham. And, you know, take down people from her past who harmed her. And, her, you know, her sister. And it'd be great, like, you know... The character and everything of Selena Kyle, her story, is interesting. And it's a travesty that when they did the Catwoman movie, they just didn't do that. They just didn't really go into this character. Instead, they create a new person who's the new Catwoman. It's just like, what? It's kind of dumb. And for me, it's just, it's disappointing. It's really disappointing that they didn't really take the film series, but you know, with the video game, it'd be brilliant. It would be really brilliant. And you could have, you know, Batman in the video game as sort of like in a background somewhere, like an Easter egg pop up, you know, it'd be, it'd be really cool to see it. So for me, I just, I would love to see it. You know, So, anyway. There's been talks of GTA 6. I I honestly given up on waiting for that one. I know when they keep talking about GTA and all that, you know, Grand Theft Auto 6 would probably be out when the new console comes out. That's my opinion and thought of it. Um I don't know what to think. I, I enjoyed you know Grand Theft Grand Theft Auto Five and I enjoyed Red Dead 2 even though it had a really even though like the ending of it was very western. <laughs> it was a very western video game. Which I really enjoyed, like your your character, spoiler alert, dies at the end, you know, sacrificing himself so others can live. It was a really western video game, very, out of a John Wayne movie, very, man, what was that one John Wayne movie? Um, shit, I forgot that western that John Wayne was in. The Cowboys. He sacrificed himself, so... The kids that were, like, riding with him... Lived, and they avenged his death and all that. Classic. But it was also, like, the Shooters, You know, where John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart... I think Ron Howard was in it. So, yeah. So... Did you play the Blair Witch Project game with the new updates they added to it? No, <laughs> I haven't played it. I haven't played the Blair Witch video game. I really have no interests or desires to finish it. Which kind of kind of sucks, but at the same time, it's like I really don't feel like playing it. Even though a lot of people enjoyed it. But the weird fucked up thing is like the game takes six hours to complete. When I heard that I was just like shit I ain't playing this. (laughs) Yeah so. There was talks of the Blair Witch TV series. I kind of see them doing a TV series. I mean, I know they did a comic book, the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, which Assassin Creed is your favorite? Uh, um, I, re- I remember one I played. I think it was which one did I play? There was like they made several of them. I I ended up playing. I think it was Assassin Creed 2 that I played, and. I really liked that. I really enjoyed it. But I love the, uh, the fourth one, which involved pirates. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, because, you know, it had the pirates and stuff, which I, I thought was really cool. But I know they did one that has, um, I know they did one that has, like, the Egyptians. Which I haven't played. But the, uh... The Assassin's Creed Odyssey looks pretty good. I haven't haven't bought it, played it, so. But once it, like, had, like, the Roman soldiers and all that, I just thought, like, shit, I want to play that one. (laughs) So. That one's definitely on the list of... A video game I really want to play. But one that I have to play is the Syndicate one. But I'm definitely going to try the Assassin's Creed's Origin or Odyssey. have you seen the video, uh, I was going to say the movie, I was going to say video game. but have you seen the movie they did, like the Assassin's Creed film? I, I watched the movie, and I really enjoyed it, but it bums me out that, um, it, it bums me out, like the one thing that bummed me out was, that, Disney, who acquired Fox, canceled the movie sequel. It just it bummed me out because it's like they had plans to do like the film, where they will explore the Cold War era, and it just that one bummed me out. I was just like, oh fuck, they totally missed the opportunity of doing an amazing film set in the Cold War era. For those who don't know, I'm a huge historian. nut. I love history and stuff. I especially love alternative history. Which, a lot of people are like, that's conspiracy theories. But it's great. Like, I was disappointed with that. They didn't want to do... Like they had like two additional films planned. The first sequel would, you know, you know, explore the Cold War area and era, and you don't know where the third one would be. Third one, I was kind of hoping for like Egyptian time period, please. <laughs> but it just wouldn't make sense. So, I mean, kind of would, but it'd be really cool though. Ah, here's the next question. What is your favorite YouTube channels? Um, Sean Ward show, which I mentioned. I really like the um I used to watch the Angry Grandpa channel. Which I used to watch like the old Angry Grandpa videos and stuff. I don't really like the kid behind the camera stuff. Like his clickbait shit, which is kinda stupid. Because like I am not making this up. Like, he did, like, I don't know how many fucking videos he did. He did, like, several fucking videos of him and Bridget breaking up. Him and Bridget are splitting up. Him and. You know, it's like, how many times can you break up with the same person? Like, how many times can you do that? Um, but I, I. One channel I really. I really loved was the. Um, comic trips with cat and paul i really loved their channel and um i know a lot of people were like i know there's like some people who who loved the comic trips channel like myself think like do you think they'll you think look you know one of them will continue it it's like i really don't want to see them either one of them you know it's no offense to them no disrespect to them but it's just I really don't want to see either one of them continue it. As sad as that sounds, because it's like, when you think of comic trips, you think of Cat and Paul, and it'd be so weird when you see comic trips, it's like, there's Paul or Cat continuing it. It's most likely going to be Paul continuing it, but... I, you know, when you watch it, it's like, they had the perfect dynamic, they were the dynamic duo they had the perfect, you know, personalities personalities to bounce off each other to do the show. And, when you, when they're going to, you know, one of them brings the channel back, if one of them brings it back, mind you, it's a big if, if he's so weird to watch it, it's like, you know... One's missing one's gone and one's still going it'd be kind of sad and weird at the same time but i I'd rather see them you know start fresh with the new channel than continuing on like comic trips is like this perfect... it ended i mean it ended abruptly like where you know, it ended sadly. And I don't know if they have more videos. I don't know if one of them has more videos of... They did together on comic trips. Or not, but... i rather see it just not continue, in my opinion. It, You know, it's one of those... It's my opinion of it, but... Uh, one channel I really enjoyed so far is... The Sean Ward show. Which I really enjoyed. I would love to do a channel like that. (laughs) Like I could just write like crazy stories and stuff. Uh, One I. One channel I really enjoyed. Is uh, Comic Book Palace. Which is a fun channel. Which I highly recommend. Because. The guy who owns the comic shop is, like, the funniest dude. (laughs) He's, like, blunt and honest about everything. And it's really cool to see, you know, comic book readers go and talk about issues that they enjoy so far. And talk to Glenn, who's the comic book shop owner. And it's really cool. So... What is your favorite non-comic book movie? Um, my favorite non-comic book movie. It's kind of hard to choose because I watch a lot of comic book films. <laughs> um, I really enjoy the... What was it? That one film. I'm trying to think of it. I, I really enjoyed the uh, Sandlot. That was a good film. But my favorite my favorite comic book film, my favorite non-comic book film, I, I really liked the Frankenstein film. You know, the classic universal Frankenstein film, Boris Karloff. I thought that was a brilliant film. Um, my favorite non-comic book show, King of the Hill, <laughs> is easily my favorite. But uh, I did a review of one that I really enjoyed. That's not comic book, which is Twister. The extreme man, the extreme. The extreme. <laughs> uh, oh, here's one. You. Here. You listen to Opie and Anthony recently. Anthony Cumia talked about there was talks about on the Cumia show that of Anthony and Opie rehashing, re uh, patching things up. Do you think it'll happen? Do I think Opie and Anthony will talk again? I, yeah, it's been I think five years since they haven't spoken to one another. I I think like I remember they. I remember Opie had Anthony on his show, um, via of telephone, because <laughs> Anthony was like hosting his show. Um, I you know, I don't know. Like I would love to see them patch thing patch things up. I would love to see them come back, like an Opie and Anthony reunion show. But you know, I don't know. Like. It'd be cool, though, to see them come back. They were like the rock stars of radio. Like, like shock rock is unfortunately dead. You know, a lot of people, you know, say it is, but I kind of think it is. Um, because nothing is shocking anymore. <laughs> um, but, you know... I think, I think it would be cool to see them come back, Opie and Anthony, because I really liked it. I really loved the show. I kind of I grew up listening to it. I really enjoyed their craziness. You know, I, I would love to see them patch things up, at least. Like, do I think they'll do a show? Who knows? Like, It would be cool, though, to see them do it. I would love to see them do, like, like a radio, like a tour or something like they did before. And they have like Jim Norton, which I highly doubt because Jim and Opie are in a feud. They don't like each other anymore. They don't talk to each other. But I think it would, I think they would patch things up. If like if Opie and Anthony patch things up, I most likely think, you know, Jim would, Jim Norton would come back there, but. As a guest. <laughs> uh, because Jim does, you know, guest appearance on Anthony's show. I, I think it would be cool, but... I don't know. We have to wait and see. They do. Like, I hope they do. Because, you know, it sucked how it ended. Like, how they don't talk to each other. I mean, they never talk to each other. Which <laughs> which Anthony, of course, admitted and that he never talked to... Opie. It's just, it kind of cracked me up on that one. It's like, how do you talk to someone you co-host a radio show with? (laughs) You know, it's kind of funny. do, 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 do. Uh, I'm reading stuff real quick. I like this article. Six Flags 30-hour Couples Coffin Challenge is the ultimate relationship, relationship test. Yeah, that is so fucking crazy. That they're doing the Couples Coffin Challenge at six flags That is crazy but awesome <clears throat> The article reads I like this one their news channel's called Mental Floss <clears throat> It is cool. Alrighty. Last year's six flags celebrated Fright Fest by a daring guest to spend thirty hours trapped in a coffin alone. The theme park is tweaking up the challenge by slight slightly this Halloween season in a way that will make you make it either more or less terrifying, depending how you feel about sharing your personal space. Well, if it's with someone I don't like, then... (laughs) But, you know, sharing it with my significant other, then by all means, it'll be great. From 4 p.m. on Friday, September 27th to 10 p.m. on Saturday, September 28th, six couples will get cozy in the coffins at Six Flags America in Maryland. I don't even know if they're doing it in St. Louis. I think they will. I mean... Wait, how long is the challenge? 30 hours. Wow, you're going to be in like a coffin for almost a day. Couples can bring pillows, sleeping bags, and anything else they need to make their tomb feel more inviting. Just as long as it fits inside the coffin. When the lids are closed. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> Each contestant will get a get out of the coffin free card. They can use when they rise from the grave for 6 minutes at any point of the challenge. No, they're not burying you. They're like going to shut they're going to like seal the lid so you can't get out. <laughs> When the couple that survives at the end of the complete challenge from their bravery, the grand prize is $600 split two ways for the couple. Two 2020 gold season passes. We had Fright Fest prize package. Damn, I want to try this challenge. <laughs> I want to, I want to try that challenge, by the way. I want to try that one. I want to try that challenge, because that sounds fun. You get 600 bucks. You get two 2020 Six Flags Season Passes. And, mm-hmm, and a Fright Fest prize package. So you get... That sounds fun. I mean, all I need to bring is like... All we need to bring is like a... Pocket charger. With pillows. We're good. I mean, for me, I'd be like asleep like... Doing. we gotta do that next year. Fright fest, y'all. Like we gotta we gotta try that challenge. Like that is fun. That is just fun. Oh here's a question. Did you play the roller coaster tycoon classic on iOS or Android? Um yeah, I played it. I I tell you one thing, like I I I don't know what it is. Like I'm such I guess it's because nostalgia and old being old. Um For me, I think what the problem with it was was that it it just didn't feel like um what was it? It just it didn't feel like the classic version, like on PC and stuff, like my favorite like roller coaster tycoon is the, the um what is it? Like my favorite one is like Roller Coaster Tycoon Two. Like like that one I enjoyed the most. In my opinion, like. Like, with Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, you can play. You can build your Six Flags theme park. You can design it anyway. Like, I, I recently heard from someone that. I think it was. I forget what game they made. Like, some the people that made the Roller Coaster. Like, the last good Roller Coaster Tycoon. Like, I didn't play the new one that they made. Because it sucked, what I heard. Like, I think it was the person who made like Rollercoaster Tycoon Three. Like the company made like their own roller coaster game. I think that's who made like the Frontier Developments. Yeah, they made the um, Planet Coaster. I think what it was. They. Made that one, and, like, people who are, like, hardcore players, like, made, like, actual, like, Six Flags theme parks where people, like, download it and, like, run their own park. Which I was just like, shit, I wish I could play that one. (laughs) Because, like, that would be so awesome because, like, the people who made, like, someone made, like, a Magic Mountain, Six Flags Magic Mountain Six Flags Park, and it's, like, so detailed of how it looks. Like, from the shops to the signs, everything. It was, like, so detailed, and I was just, like, shit, like, like, whoever made that was, like, so, had a lot of time on their hands, but also know that park really fucking well. So the person who made that one, props to you, man, like, that was awesome just, like, someone made a video, and they just showed it, and like, damn, like, that was awesome, like, so, for me, it's just, like, tip of the hat, like, tip of the hat, like, that is brilliant, so, uh, Planet Coaster, I have to play, like, like, I love simulation games, like, I love the Sims, and I, you know, I, I love the Sims, and I, I think Sims 3 was, like, Really good, and really fun. Um, Sims Two was yeah, it was pretty good, but Sims Three was kind of like the step up of it. Um, I haven't played Sims Four, so uh, one thing that always bugged me was like the expansion packs, like <laughs> where you want to you know get your Sims to do you know go to college, Sims University, Sims Pets, Sims the woohoo. Um, <laughs> like, like I love. Yeah, like one thing I loved was like I remember Sims 2 when they introduced woohoo, like they did like the cutscenes where, <laughs> it just I have to find it, I have to find it because the audio of it is like utter brilliance. So hold on, I forgot to plug in the speakers. Damn it. So, um, let me find it. Like, the cutscenes of it that they did was, like, so funny. (laughs) It's like, it's like, whoever made the cutscenes of it, the, the developers had to have a sense of humor. I mean, they, they had to, like. Alright, I found it. Like you have to listen to the audio of it, so you have to find the video. <laughs> 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 Shit, that was that is fucking hilarious. Like I I like to know that who created the language of it. Like the facial expressions of it is Hilarious. Like when she like, <laughs> like Alright, what happened was Sims 2, this is woohoo slash trying for a baby. The the scene of it <laughs> is she looks she the, the female Sims character looks like a rabbit. <laughs> are <laughs> oh boy anyway yeah I I love <laughs> I love simulation games so I you know Roller Coaster Tycoon is always my favorite but Planet Coaster like what I heard from like people who played it it's like you gotta play this game if you love Roller Coaster Tycoon you gotta play this one so, um, <clears throat> what I heard is, like, I think it's on Steam, like, they're released on Steam or something, stream or whatever, and you have to, like, buy it on there, so, I'll definitely try, I'll definitely try to find it, maybe it's on Amazon, maybe I could just buy it on there and download it, who knows, um, no, wait, they got Ghostbusters one. Oh, dude, that is awesome. Here's a question. Halloween's coming around. Do you have a good horror movie to recommend? Wow, that's a good question. Um, one I, I recently watched that I really enjoyed, even though like a lot of critics kind of shit on it, was Hellfest, which is a really good film. It's basically like Halloween with a theme park where it's about these group of teenagers going to this horror theme park called Hellfest and it's the halloween season to go into this park and the like the one character i i found really annoying was a character named Taylor she's like fucking annoying like she is like the most obnoxious annoying character and i was happy when she died <laughs> like like i was just disappointed with her. she was i was disappointed like the first time like the car- the killer tried to decapitate her head and he couldn't do it because the thing kept the machine like wouldn't work and she got away and she finally died which I was just like yes so It's a really good movie. Like, the accepted character Taylor, she's like really annoying. Her and her boyfriend, they're both annoying. They're like the one, they're like the first people I ever was like, I hope you people die in this film. (laughs) Because I was annoyed with them. Like, Like, if I was there in the group and I saw her character, like, she gets stabbed in front of everybody trying to escape, and there's like two killers, you find out, spoiler alert, sorry, you find out there's like two of them, you're like, oh shit, there's two, because there's like one dude, like, chasing him, and stuff, he's like Michael Myers, in this film, so, and, In this film you you watch it and you're like this dude's like Michael Myers, okay? He's like following this chick. And the one friend notices. it the one friend notices it, like she's like, Oh shit, there's someone following you. Because he takes the photos and it's like in the photos, the girl meets this guy. Who who cares? (laughs) And they hook up and they start making out and the Anyway, sorry about that. That was my phone. So they start making out in the, the photo booth, which I didn't even know still works because it's like most parks when they have it, it's like they barely fucking work. Um, and he takes the photos and she goes, hey, you know, and she chases after him. And luckily she doesn't die. I was thinking like, please don't die. Please don't die. You're the only black character in this film. Don't die. Don't, don't die in this film. We need you you're like the one with common sense. We need that. So, thankfully she she survives in the film. She makes it through the film. And they they run around this park like it's like really creepy. It's like so creepy in this film. Because you don't know what is real and what is fake. Like, you watch this film, you're like, you don't know who's involved in this. You're like, oh, paranoid. Which makes it the perfect setting for a horror film ever. And you're just like watching it and you're like on the edge of your seat. You're like, don't, don't. Don't go there. No. Don't. Oh, you idiot so (laughs) so watching it it's like this is like the first horror film this first horror movie in a long time i just enjoyed it i just sat through and enjoyed this film not like blair witch Which scared the fuck out of me. But this was like a really fun film to sit through and just go like, kill time and just watch it and just be entertained. And I, I highly recommend it. It's a brilliant film. I wish they would do a sequel. I want a sequel to this film. Because the ending of it, I'm not going to tell you what happens at the end of it. it. Let me say it changes the look of a killer. It just changes everything of it. You're like, I sat there. I was just like, what? Are you kidding me? And it just changes the aspect of a horror film. It gives a killer like a new look. Like you're sitting there, you're like, what? And you just and it just it's it's brilliant. I wish they would do a sequel. I, I, I just really wish they would because I like this like. A horror movie involvement in a theme park is like the most creative way, most creative way ever. I really, I really liked it. Um, if you like a comedy horror movie, I, I recommend The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, which is, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken is about this guy played by Don Knotts, who's a typist, you know, A letterer, typist, I forget what it is. He works for a small newspaper thing, and he gets thrown in. Somehow his buddy throws him into doing a story by going into a haunted house where a woman was murdered and her husband killed himself. But there's a twist at the end, which is brilliant. And he goes into this haunted house which by the way fun fact that haunted house was the house in the monsters which was also used in the burbs so he goes into his house and he is like scared to death he's like i don't know i don't want to be here i just want to get through it and go home and by the way uh, there's and he finds out there's like blood stains on the keyboard and they use bon ami but the bon ami couldn't get it out could get the blood stains out of the keys. So he goes in his film and it's like he gets freaked out and all of a sudden like weird spooky shit start happening. Um, he finds the shears that stabbed a wife and her portrait and her like blood comes out of her portrait and he goes upstairs, he runs upstairs cuz he hears the organs playing and it starts playing and he gets like scared and he passes out and um, he tells the story, and he starts crying, because he's, like, so terrified, and the article makes him look heroic, like he survived, and he'd been in it, and it's like, he, um, you know, he says it's all haunted, and all this weird stuff, and um, the nephew's, like, that didn't happen, and so, at the end of it, he gets out of this, you know, he goes to trial, and he Proves that he's innocent and, and it's just really brilliant at the end, so I I highly recommend to go see Mr. Chicken or check out Boob, a Medea Halloween, so uh anyway, I'm wrapping up the podcast, so I will be here tomorrow. Um tomorrow's Thursday, so Uh, And Friday, uh, Monday, I won't be doing a podcast uh, next Monday, because I have to go to the doctor, get blood work done. I'm I'm fine, by the way. I'm healthy, but it's just my regular checkup and blood work. So, I'll see you all tomorrow and Friday, but not Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, because I have a doctor appointment, and, you know... I have to get checked up and stuff, and blood work, and see how my medication's doing, so. So, anyway, that's the heads up, so in case you go like, it's Monday, where's the show? (laughs) So, I'll see you all tomorrow, and Friday, and not Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. So, I'll see you all, see you and love you all, bye. Oh, one more thing the annual great way of ending the show is final thus i got to find that clip the way she said it was so hilarious <laughs> i want to play the clip I, I said bon ami which was in the ghost of mr chicken so i love that movie That is a great film. I was supposed to say that. That was like one of my favorite non... The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Bonami. Two blocks away that awful night at my sister Clara's. We were sort of listening to the organ, you know. The midnight bells were ringing. I turned to Clara and I said, Clara, the organ music sounds strange tonight. Well, what did Clara say? She said, yes, it does. You know, Clara... Well, they say there are still blood stains on the organ keys. That's right. They've never been able to get them off. And they use Bonami. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, folks, if you ever see blood stains on the keys, they won't come off, even if they use Bonami. Bye.